You are tuning into Engaging Walk. This week, we will discuss the first of 10 episodes in our Gottman Seven Principles series. In this episode, we are going to discuss Gottman's idea of love maps. Additionally, we will give our interpretation and response to this well-researched book. We would like to disclaim that we are not affiliated and are not sponsored by Gottman in any way. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. We are passionate about building strong family connection. We've seen how impactful a simple walk together can be. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date. So let's keep the conversation going as we get into today's content. Okay, so as we discussed in the introduction, we are not affiliated or sponsored by Gottman in any way. But this book, The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work, is highly renowned. It's very, very well-renowned literature in the field of marriage. So it is uh, based on decades of research, and it addresses many core principles of marriage. Last year, we shared uh, that we, my, my wife and I, Ruby, went to a... A marriage retreat where the principles of Gottman were introduced to us. And we commented that the principles of Gottman have some similarities to Danny Silk, if you're not familiar with him, um, he, in his um, Christian-based marriage counseling research. But we found that Gottman does address some very important aspects of marriage that indeed work very well and also fundamental to understand. Well, one year later, our understanding of love maps actually means have changed and deepened. So let's share our thoughts on Gottman's first principle, the love map. First, let's define what Gottman is talking about when he is describing love maps. When Gottman is talking about love maps, what he is talking about is uh, the cognitive space in which we set aside in our brains to understand, know, and relate to our spouse in the world. Yeah, I think that this um, that this makes sense if we think about it, you know, because we spend a lot of time thinking about and learning about who we are as individuals. But when we get married and we're in this, uh, you know, prior to marriage as well, we're in a serious relationship that's progressing in towards marriage. We have to take time and effort to truly know who our sponsor, uh, I'm sorry, our, our spouse <laughs> is as a person. I combine spouse and partner. Uh, our spouses as a person, as a person, right? So Gottman is saying that the importance of this is the love map. In other words, the space that we have in our brains for like, okay, this is who my my wife is as a person. This is these are the, this is who she is, how she grew up, influenced who she is as a person, her outlook on life, what she wants to do with her life, her goals. All of that wrapped up is fundamental to understanding who she is as a person. And then I have to have knowledge of that. And that cognitive space that we make the effort and time to understand is a love map. It's a map of who this person is. Yeah, just like if you look into like series or Google Maps, when you go into the from A to B, you know, there's a certain directions like turn left turn right very detailed and I think that is um, for me you know when I think about love maps it's like how well do I know my partner how well do I know how he will respond to certain situation you know Mm -hmm. so that that is um that's how I my illustration for love maps 
Yeah. And then when he talks about in this chapter is that this understanding not just helps us understand who our partner is, but it is fundamental in growing together. Now, we did a podcast uh, about this a little while ago, mm-hmm. maybe a couple months. But this idea of growing together is going to be essential so that we as couples can and as you know, as married people can uh, overcome obstacles, challenges and even tragedies because these these are going to happen in marriage and in life. So all these things that life throws at us, are we able to stay connected no matter what? And that love map is going to be essential in understanding who our partner is and growing and navigating these waters together. So in my opinion, the aspects of maintaining connections is not just a manner of will, determinations or focus, but perhaps we may be ill-equipped to maintain connections due to lack of knowledge. Um, this, I think, is the point of Gottman's is driving at. Um, just like sometimes intentions is not enough. It needs to be uh, an argue, and argumented with knowledge in order to be affected. Um, as an example for the pregnancy. Um, yeah. So last week I have um, the iron infusion and um, it jacked my whole body up. And um, I couldn't do anything except just eat and then lying down and rest. And walking for five minutes is also like unbearable because it's very painful for my back. And um, my digestion is just jacked up because iron will give you a lot of issue with yeah. <laughs> digestions. Yeah, that um, that period, uh, Ruby was really having a hard time. And when she was having such a hard time with her body and how it was responding to the iron infusion, you know, knowing her as a person really helped being able to help her out through that time because, you know, when someone is sick, like they're not really able to, or they're not really feeling well to that degree. They're a lot of the times they're not really able to advocate for themselves. Well, so especially at this point when they're like miserable, they can't eat, they can't digest food. Well, all of that, they can't sleep. It all comes to a point where they're just like, you know, debilitated and, you know, not able to function. So at a certain point, like I was just like, Hey, you need to eat something. But that wasn't, it wasn't wasn't helpful. No, not at all. Because I, I couldn't consume any, any food. My, my body was just like full. Um, so I understood that Drake intentions were like, Hey, I noticed that you haven't eaten the whole day and you need to get something because you're pregnant. And, um, the baby needs something too. Um, but again, like I couldn't digest very well. So I'm like, no, it's not helping. I understood at that time it was helping from him, love from him. But again, my body need is not consuming more food because I bloated. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it wasn't until that I got the idea that like, hey, you know, let's try pho. You know, you know, some background is uh, Ruby's Vietnamese and pho is like her comfort food. And very soothing for <laughs> digestions, for very sure. Very soothing for digestion, very easy to digest. Yeah. So I was like, hey, let's try some pho. And she was like, no, no. And I was like, I'm ordering pho. 
So I ordered it. Uh-huh. And then, like, what, what happened after that for you? Um, well, you know, like, I took some, you know, digestion pills, like... Oh, yeah, there's the Alka-Seltzer. No, yeah, the... The Tums. Tums. Yeah, Tums. The Tums help, and then, um, that make me able... Like, help me able to consume far, and it's very helpful very comforting actually is i was surprised like yes this is what i need and i was so thankful for drake to be you know um be attention to my need and know my body probably better than i do i I did at that time um yeah it's helped a lot and then that's where we transitions from food to solid yeah soup yeah Solid fast for the whole week. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still taking soup. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is um, that's helpful based on you know the knowledge you know about the partner that mm-hmm. will help help you a lot. Yeah, so this is a very clear example of what Gottman is talking about in a real life scenario that just happened like not that long ago. You know mm-hmm. that when you're facing these issues of like, hey, my spouse is, you know. Debilitated, they can't really do anything. Like, how well do I know them to be able to provide and care for them during their time of need? It was like it was just funny because we were watching the Angela Johnson special yesterday, <laughs> talking where she, about <laughs> where she was like, you know, what my husband can do for me when I'm sick is get out the way so my my mother can <laughs> can help. Yeah, you know, and you know, it's a joke, but you know, the joke comes from a place that was like, and I even told Ruby during that time, I was like, Hey, did you call your mom? Yeah. You know, like your mom has this special power or a lot of moms rather. Yeah. Has a, has a special power of making you feel better when you're, when you're sick. And, um, I was so sick. I was like, no, I'm not ready to talk to anyone. I don't even know what I want right now. So, <laughs> yeah, it was not good. But I'm glad that I moved on and my body recovered very well now. So. Uh, definitely. But this this also drives at a really another important, crucial point that uh, Gottman talks about in the book where he says, it's no wonder, I, I'm not, I don't have the book in front of me, but I'm going to kind of paraphrase where he says to something to the effect of that, it's no wonder that the biblical word for sexual relationship was to know. Mm-hmm. So if you read the Bible, um, like, for example, like Abraham, you, you know, in the Bible, it'll say like Abraham knew Sarah or, um, you know, any kind of sexual relationship is always described as to know. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, this this is actually like really profound when you think about it this way that you... In, in the book, he also says, or in this chapter specifically, he says, it's no wonder because how can you really love the person if you don't know who they are? It's very true. So this sexual relationship, the um, the marriage, once we get into this area of deep intimacy that we have to know who the person is fundamentally to to support them, to help them, because we don't know what life is going to throw at us. So that deep connection will maintain throughout. Mm-hmm. So then also afterwards, um, after Gottman gives like a, like a fundamental understanding of like what this concept of a love map is and gives some, some guidance on like how exactly it's important, he gives us a few exercises meant for couples to engage in a series of uh, questions. And at first they resemble like a questionnaire, like, a check mark. Like if you know uh, 10 of these 20, then you're in good shape. If you know fewer than 10, 
then you're not in such good shape. You need to like know more about each other. And then this progresses into a game of 20 questions. And then this progresses into a series of open-ended questions that really drive to extremely deep understanding of who your partner is as a person and where they want to go, how they think about things emotionally. And those that information is going to be really fundamental and essential to this whole idea of a love map, this, this mm-hmm. cognitive map. Yeah, correct. And um, we also did, like I said, we did, we did an uh, episode a few months ago about asking your partner deep questions. So th- this is really important stuff. And um, Gottman agreed with that. So he suggests that you should take time, even like separate yourself uh, from the partner and have your have your own time. Think about it and eliminate all the distractions so that you you can have a throughoutly answer. And then later on, you check back with each other which is we kind of did during the dating series um stage because you yeah. was on the deployment and then i was at home and all we did was just like have questions and then type it down of course it's not the same questions like from the book we pretty much asked a lot of deep questions and have each other own time to wrote things down and and and, and we get to like read you know we got to read each other um uh, mm-hmm. And then I think it's very helpful because I have my own space to to write it, to really think about and feel the question. And I think, um, again, you don't have to buy the book, but if you want to invest and want to go deeper understanding with your with the partner, I encourage you to to really buy a book and, and invest because there are tons of questions when I re- when I read it, I was like. I need some time to think and, you know, digest. And, and it's very interesting that, you know, to hear it from the other side too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's also something about, he, he, he places an emphasis on writing and there's something that is profound with writing where you're not just thinking off the cuff. You have time to like process your thoughts and you have time to you know, like edit your thought. Is this exactly what I mean? Like, let me read that again before I send it. Like, no, I meant this. So it it gives them writing it out gives a more crystallized version. And then there's a little level of intimacy that is heightened. I think when you're reading what your partner wrote, you you have like sort of a glimpse, a deeper glimpse into their mind. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like as life change, even though those questions have been answered before you always can come back and update each other. And then I think that is also a beauty of written down because you can compare, oh, this is how I have evolved through life and through circumstances. Mm -hmm. So in the spirit of that, we're going to answer and ask one of the questions that Gottman had proposed in his open-ended series question. So this will help give um, some background into who we are, how we think, and we'll also display like how this this whole process works. I mean, again, this is after you go through the series of asking questionnaire type questions, a mm-hmm. um, little bit more basic questions, and then it goes into this era uh, or area rather of really deep, profound questions. So, mm-hmm. well, I'll, I'll you want me to begin? I'll ask the question, or do you want to ask? You can ask the question. Okay, so I'll ask the first, uh, and then I'll answer. But we'll start off with Ruby. Is so I'm gonna ask her. What is your own philosophy about expressing feelings, 
particularly sadness, anger, fear, pride, and love. Are any of these difficult to... Feel or fear? Are any of these difficult um, or to, feel, to fear or express or to hear your partner express? Um, and then what is your basis uh, for your perspective on this? My philosophy of expressing feelings um, is that, uh, particularly sadness, anger, fear, pride, and love. Um, all the feelings should be welcomed and I should be comfortable um, to share it with my partner on all and vice versa. Like my partner should should feel comfortable and safe to share that with me because I think um, that is very that's just show that you I'm very real authentic um, in this relationship and I'm, I feel safe enough to share that with my partner because if I feel judged um, I will not share that those things you know especially fear and sadness and anger um, yeah just for me it should be welcome and it should be uh, a, considered as beautiful to be vulnerable in front of the person that I do life with. So the second question was, um, are any of these difficult to hear or express? I wrote fear, but I think I mistyped. Um, to hear or express, or to hear your partner express. Are any of them difficult for you to express? To From you, to hear it from you. Like either way, like are you more, um, like are you less inclined to express sadness or... Or anger, or are you like hey, I don't like I I get a little bit apprehensive when when you express anger or fear or pride. I don't think I have a problem expressing them. I I may have a problem to um, pinpoint it to you. Like sometimes you will ask me like Are you okay? <laughs> and like What do you mean by that? You know mm-hmm. I It's hard for me to at that on the spot to tell you how I feel. I need time to process my feeling. Right. And then share it with you once I, you know, calm down or once I know to know what it is about. Um, I don't have that problem. And I don't think I have a problem um, to hear from you either. Okay. Yeah. I may say, I, I may say that I don't have, um, I used to scare of people share you know, things very vulnerable toward, uh, about them toward me. And I don't mm-hmm. like, I freaked out. I'm like, I don't know how to respond, but I think just receive it. And uh, one thing that I learned through the years that once a person shares something with me, I don't have, I don't have to respond because, you know, I can, I can check back with them. Like, Hey, are, do you want me to just to listen or do you want me to respond? You know, cause sometimes people just want to someone to listen to them. Instead of, you know, responding to the feeling or thoughts. That's nice. Thank you for sharing with everybody. Okay, so I'm going to ask the question again and then I'll answer it. Or do you (laughs) want to ask it again? I can ask questions. Okay. So uh, what is your own philosophy of expressing feelings, particular sadness, anger, fear, pride, and love? Are are any of these difficult to hear or express or hear from your partner? Express. What is your basic of your perspective on this? I think um, for me, I 
I might have like a bit of an issue with expressing in particular anger. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when I was growing up, I had a bit of an anger issue. And I think um, doing a lot of martial arts really helped with anger. But I think it didn't really like solve the issue 100%. So sometimes I can be really angry and I feel my, like e- like I feel myself getting like, oh, I'm getting red, <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, and then I start like really wanting to, you know, express it a certain way. And I'm like, no, that's not healthy. But then like, how do I express it? Like there was that other day when the guy was double parked, uh-huh. you know, and then I said something to him. I was like, hey, bro. I just said something very polite. Like, hey, you, would you mind just like moving your car in? And he said something really ignorant. And I was like, man, I want to hurt this guy. <laughs> you know, and I think I expressed that to him. And it's, I didn't like say it, but I expressed a certain message to him that said like, hey, I'm not messing around with you. Don't talk to me like that. Um, but I don't know if that's healthy to, to go from like, boom, to that really quick. Just based off of like what somebody's saying. So I would say that, you know, like fear, pride, love. Sadness, like those are all things that I'm very comfortable with expressing, but maybe not so much with anger. So I think, you know, maybe that's something that like, you know, we can always look back on. I know that like things that went through at work also are, you know, especially in the military are like designed to like make you suppress anger (laughs) because you can't express it (laughs) all the time towards um, people. So I know I talked to a guy at work that, that recommended like anger counseling or anger management. And the, some of the things that he had talked about there were like, you know, really helpful. So I, maybe that's something that, you know, now I give this more thought, like um, something to revisit, um, as, you know, especially, you know, once, you know, like we have like the, like the, the baby and everything. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I, it's not healthy, but I think that there are definitely healthier ways for me to process that feeling without letting it like, you know, blow over, you know? And then, um, what's the basis of the, you know, for, for my wife, I think I have, I'm okay with her expressing her emotions. And like she said before, like I want her to express them. And then I, I try to always thank her for expressing her emotions. So that way I know that she feels comfortable and that you know, that we're having an open and honest dialogue in terms of like how we feel. And um, I think I talked a lot about the basis of my perspective on this, but I think, you know, again, like I agree with a lot with what Ruby said, that it's very important to to not feel judged. And otherwise, like, why would you share in the future, you know, about like feeling honestly, if you're not, about how you're feeling, if you're you're going to be judged or or put away or like, um, you know, stifled, like, oh, you know, so I think driving at deeper understanding and like trying to get at the heart of what the person means and like how they're feeling um, and is is very healthy and, and necessary in, in those discussions. Mm-hmm. Agree. And then even that um, you accidentally judge your partner or your spouse, um, and then you realize that it's always, you know, an opportunity to come and say, hey, I'm sorry. 
I did judge you, and the way I respond is not helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, apologize and again seek for connection. And instead of driven away from each other, you know, you choose love to get closer to each other. You know, because yeah. that happened to us too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's normal. It's, it is totally normal. But yeah, you know, like you said, you just. Acknowledge it and then move on. And that's part of that discussion of expressing those to feelings. To know, yeah, to know each other is, you know, to express and communicate. Yeah, because I think, like, if you're, you know, like someone, I don't, someone said this, I think it was really nice. I heard it maybe somewhere online. There was someone was like, you know, I, for so many years, I was just putting away my own feelings to keep the peace. And then I was like, ask myself, like, well, who's, whose peace am I keeping? You know, because it's not yours, but you both have to have peace in the relationship. So like, hey, I was hurt by that. Or like, I felt a certain way when you said this, you know, is going to be uh, really helpful. But I think that's for, for a topic for a different discussion. Uh-huh. I mean, like in the relationship, there are two people is not one person. So if the other person choose to disappear, then it's not a relationship. Mm-hmm. For sure. You just show up and, you know, and shy for who you are. Yeah, otherwise, like, it's a calibrating and tuning process. Mm-hmm. And then the feedback is necessary to be able to tune and refine. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, you're not voicing it, then it's not going to get calibrated correctly. Yeah. But um, shall we move into the assignment for this week? Yeah, you want to you talk about it? Sure. So we cannot, again, distribute the material since it's copyright but we encourage you to download the Gottman application and ask your spouse or partner the deep questions um, you can keep the score and turn it into a game make it fun of course that's all about relationship make it fun um, knowing your partner is as a person is the fundamental to love to loving them yeah all right so we want to thank you guys for tuning in and making our podcast part of your day We hope that you can take our engaging walk and make it your own. Stay tuned for next week's episode to discuss in the Gottman series as we discuss our interpretations of Principle 2, Nurture Your Fondness and Admiration. All right, so don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date. My name is Drake. And my name is Ruby from Engaging Walk, and we are signing out. Bye.